Welcome into another post-game pod, Young Terps podcast, Maryland Falls today at CQ Stadium to Penn State, 51-15. to Ahmed, let's start off like we always do here, instant takes, uh, ugly one. Yeah, I mean, Loxie said it, you know, uh, I think Penn State did a really good job just doing, uh, just kind of controlling the game, but, you know, he he said, you know, he, he didn't feel like this Penn State team was 51-15 to uh, better than Maryland, and I think I would agree with that, but I think part of the problem with that is, um, you know, I think everyone and their mother knew going into this game that you're riding a three-game losing streak. Um, and, yeah, you might not match up well against Penn State, but Penn State still provides an opportunity to kind of turn your season around, take down, or challenge one of the Big Ten elites. Um, Maryland didn't do any of that. Uh, as Like we said, Penn State controlled the game uh, seemingly from beginning to end. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that first uh, fourth down kind of tells you all you need to know. As uh, many people that have watched games from here – uh, say, you know, you go for it on a fourth and one early, you know, it's really generally a bad look to not punt the ball there, not really trust your team. Obviously, you're trying to make a big player. You pick the ball first, you're trying to go out there and make a statement, but from the beginning, you could see those one-on-one matchups that we talked about on the pod earlier this week, uh, things that Maryland had to do to maybe isolate some of the run game, counter, get outside, find a way to pull a guard and get him across the line, but Locke said it, I mean, five on five clearly were beat. I mean, you can go back and watch the game and I'm sure both of us will, but the offensive line has come back to haunt this team. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously, again, going into this game, I think this Penn State defense, uh, I think that they are the best in the Big Ten. I think this front seven uh, has multiple eventual NFL products, uh, prospects on there. Um, but again, you know, the offensive line, I mean, this was going to be a, a tough test for them. Um, I think the, the thing that kind of stinks for Maryland is Toledo's opened the game 17 consecutive completions, uh, tied his, or set a new career high for him, uh, tied uh, unfortunately, the South Carolina quarterback uh, for the uh, the longest streak in the nation. Um, but yeah, again, it's just just a, just just a just disappointing outcome there. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's many things, and and you hear Loxley talk. It seems like week over week, the the same points, and and you know, cr- credit in some ways to Maryland in terms of media pre- preparing him, you know, to say those things. But and always, as you said, you know, he takes responsibility in front of the media. But what is going on inside the building right now? You know what. I was listening to Donnell Brown talk and, he's talk, and he said, you know, preparation this week wasn't bad. That's the second straight week we've heard that from the players. They're just, frankly, and it's everybody said the same thing, they're not making the plays on Saturday to win the game. Yeah, and I think it's less of, uh, uh, you know, players not getting a lot. Like, it's, it doesn't really sound like it's that. I think it's really seems seems to be the players kind of focused, uh, dialed in Monday through Friday. Um, and it seemed like, you know, kind of some players acknowledged that going into the bye, then... Uh, the Sumlin news and then Northwestern happened. It's felt like after every time, oh, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. But, you know, the words and the actions just really have not matched this last now five weeks. Yeah, let's uh, talk about for the defense. I guess we'll start off with that for a second. Um, Another week, another quarterback uh, throws for four touchdowns against this defense. And for those of you that look around the Big Ten country, uh, Ben Bryant, the quarterback that uh, dominated Maryland's defense, throws for 86 yards today in a 10-7 loss at Wrigley Field to Iowa. So, Terps uh, soul-searching, especially in the defense back. Yeah, but I don't think there's an offense in Iowa really good together. In <laughs> no, no, they don't. So I don't know how much blame I put on Bryant there. But, again, you know, the, the Maryland defense, I think, kind of drew a lot. You know, when you talk about Penn State, when you look at them, the offensive line is obviously what sticks out. Oh, Fashano is a, you know, future first-round pick. And then you have running backs, Kate Trottenow, Nick Singleton. Um, but it just didn't feel like those were the guys that killed Maryland. Obviously, they had uh, Tyler Warren, who finished with four catches, 55 yards. 
uh, I believe one touchdown. Uh, Kondre Lambert Smith, 85, or sorry, uh, eight catches, 95 yards. Uh, Theo Johnson didn't do too too much, uh, but again, you know, just just felt like uh, Dante Cephas came down with two touchdowns. One against Starkey Still, one against Jaquan Shepard, uh, George Corey Coley in in coverage as well in the open field. So uh, the the big plays that shouldn't have happened uh, consistently happened for Maryland, uh, and you know Maryland hasn't didn't do a good job of of generating pressure on Alar. Granted. You know, Danelle Brown mentioned, you know, Drew Allard did a really good job getting the ball out in three seconds or less there, but Maryland just could not figure out a way to disrupt Penn State. No, not at all. And and look, the guy that plays the Theo Johnson role, being Parker Washington the last couple of years for Penn State, has been the one that's really gotten Maryland's defense. The slants across yeah. the middle, they were here. You know, it's, it seemed like timely fashion today, but ultimately Cephas, the guy who, look, there's been pressure on Cephas to really produce, to be the guy that they thought they were getting yeah. out of the transfer portal. Lambert Smith's been a consistent player all year for Penn State, but ultimately today it just felt like when Maryland needed to stop fourth and ones throughout the game, when Maryland needed to make a extra play just to force a turnover, you know, Dante Trigger in the back of the end zone fumble, you know, doesn't can't pull down an interception given that was late in the game. Just everything is not quite sharp enough. Everything, you know, when you look at the preparation, people are saying you're preparing well, and then you look at the product on Saturday. Ultimately, it goes down to the guy at the top, right? The coaches, the coordinators, the people that lead the rooms inside the building to say, here's the tape. Whether we yeah. think we're preparing or not, the results are proving the opposite of that. And look, it's frustrating to watch for somebody that's watched this team for so long. I feel, you know, almost bad that I have to say that so much in the content that we make. But ultimately, something is doing wrong. If something's going wrong. If everybody feels like you're preparing the right way and this is the results on the field, reevaluation yeah. is a topic. And Look, I don't, I don't. Coaching change really isn't on the table, but it certainly would be if the situation. Was yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, you, you, you kind of, um, you're not going to change your day to day, your 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 identity uh, this late in the season. It's November, you know, week nine, week ten at this point. So Maryland is who it is. Um, I think on the other side of the ball, what kind of stuck out is, you know, I mentioned on inside the black and gold that was, you know, just the trenches on both sides of the ball were really going to be the key to this game. And defensively, uh, Penn State really had their way with Maryland's offensive line. Um, I think it kind of showed up. A, with the, the, the defensive numbers, I believe it's six sacks, 12 tackles for loss, minus 63 yards in the tackles for loss yards there. Uh, and uh, what was the, the final number? Minus 56 rushing yards for Maryland. Just 52 rushing, minus 52 rushing yards. Just uh, complete uh, lopsided effort there. Yeah, I think that, um, look, I the game plan didn't really look bad at the beginning of the game. Given the first couple of drives didn't go your way, I really... I understand the decision. I don't really like the decision of going out and immediately putting your defense at a disadvantage, almost committing a turnover practically, giving them the ball in plus territory. Yeah. I thought the adjustments, though, were really valid. Trey Colbert in the game, he's done better against the run. Isaac Bunyan, you know, rewarding the guys that have played well and, and really getting, you know, addressing it from the fan perspective, addressing what a lot of people have said. You know, the guys who play the best need to be on the field. I think there was no doubt there was a change in that. The other one is, you know, Tyche Johnson's playing end for Maryland in this situation. That's a solid move. That's a tactical move to stop the run. He's not going to give you the most of the pass rush game. And as you go into next week, you're basically going to have to come out and do the exact same thing. You're going to play a quarterback that doesn't necessarily play well, a team that loves to run the football and trying to establish and control the game. And look, it's it's not necessarily that. It's the full four quarters, something that we really never saw from this team. And against the better opponents, against opponents that have gotten better throughout the season, even a team like a Northwestern, they take advantage of that. The moments you go to sleep, other teams have surged uh, against Maryland. And, and that showed today against a team that, look, you and I said it on 
on Wednesday night when we recorded. You give them, you leave the door open, they're taking it. You know, they're a team that runs the football hard. They play extremely hard. The front seven's fantastic. And they just took advantage of the moments where Maryland was asleep and forced turnovers like they always do and took control of the game at the end. Yeah, I mean, obviously, again, you know, with Penn State being able to go up 14-0 with the two seconds left in the first quarter, kind of dictated what Maryland had to do offensively there, but finished the game uh, with a, really a handful of carries. Roman Hemby did not finish with a yard. Antoine Littleton's one carry minus three yards. Uh, but again, you know, Maryland was able to drive down uh, after Penn State scored, had the Ty Felton play uh, and fumbled. Penn State, you know, was able to, granted it was traded punts and then was able to, to add a touchdown there. But then again, you mentioned just trying to kick off the game to go for it on fourth down. Play call was definitely questionable to go with Corey Dyke just on a pass there um, when it's a fourth and one. Um, but again, I think it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a bold call because, you know, you kind of want to set the tone early but it's a 50-50 play that has significant repercussions if you don't get it. And obviously, like we saw, you give Penn State the short field, they took advantage uh, to put Maryland in an early hole and just were not able to bounce back from that. Yeah, offensively, I, I, I like the game plan early. I really like the game plan when it felt like Maryland was comfortable being more aggressive early in the game. Even the touchdown pass to Roman Hemby, you know, that's a pass, you're throwing the ball 15 plus yards down the field, you're trying to make efforts when you see lockdown man-on-man coverage on the outside with the wide receiver talent especially the Caden Prather and honestly the Ty Felton showed in this game you know other than that fumble really solid game from Ty Felton to come back yeah is just shoot them like their free throws down the field give our guys chances one-on-one in press man coverage puts Corey Deitches out there and throw him that ball take advantage make the safeties kind of hover down out of the one high zone make the linebackers get depth don't let them you know step into the a gap and rush the passer it's it just feels like the team as a whole, frankly, loses their mind when things start going against them, which is something that Loxie has talked about constantly over his time here. Where are you know the plays that you can go to on your play sheets that say, we need 10 yards, what are we looking at? And that has been missing, and there's been changes in that offensive room. There's been changes in mindset, I'm sure, throughout the season from being at a really high point where they were bought in fully to where this program was going to now. But ultimately as a preparation going all the way back to camp going all the way back to spring of last year you start to work on the things you can lean on when when it's not going your way in football and sports in general and that place set is nowhere to be found yeah and i think a lot of these these play calls have just been kind of critical just been not 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 very good really through these last couple of weeks and uh, i think uh again that that's kind of really drawn drawn some of the eye there so um you know again Nebraska is not an easy place to play. They're not. They've been looking looking pretty good. Obviously, they, I believe they ended up falling to, today on the road at Michigan State. Uh, but again, you know, playing at Lincoln is not easy. Um, this is a Maryland team that's kind of like you said, Mason. Just really just hasn't had their playmakers really shine these last couple of weeks. So um, another week to get number six. Behind the camera, I got one thing I heard in the press conference. Loxley actually said that Leo, when they pressure him in the middle, drops his eyes, which means he's not looking at the receivers. So when you're talking about throwing the ball downfield, when they pressure him, what do you think that does to him? Yeah, I mean, actually, great point. I mean, great point out from what Locke said. And you haven't heard him say things like that, really. Mm-hmm. Frankly, that seemed like a really truthful and honest answer. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, five going on. Is it six years that he's been playing college football or just five? Five, yeah. Yeah, five years playing college football. Look, you know a guy's weaknesses, and, and frankly, I think other coordinators around this country have, have found those. You just got to say, he trusts the reads on the inside. 
you got to just tell them when you see the coverage, when we identify it, they're running a check with me offense. Some of these things you would think, again, come from the booth, come from uh, Billy Edwards' brothers on the sideline with the quarterbacks constantly. Billy Edwards himself, Cam Edge, all these guys wearing the hats and signaling the plays in for Maryland. You would think they could run a check read ID that would say, you're throwing the ball, you know, 20 yards down the field to a spot. Almost that's an NFL play. That's an NFL level quarterback uh, read. And, and in this case, we're giving them the easiest one. For many quarterbacks, that's that's the. I mean, you cover high school football too. That's the cop out play. I got man on man on my outside with my best receiver. I gotta float the ball yeah. out there and let my guy make a play. Exactly. But he's looking at the rush instead of throwing the ball, and that's what's screwing up the timing. Yeah, that that is again fair point. You got to know what you have, and I feel like. One thing that has shown through this, and Ahmed, I'm not sure if you, you agree with this or not, but has the coaches seem to have really found that. They know what they have, and they're sticking with what they got. And you're seeing, other than the minor changes of throwing a defensive lineman in here, putting a receiver in a different situation there, as you said earlier, they got what they got, and they're they're rolling with it. Yeah, uh, again, you know, I think at this point, you, you kind of, you're not going to change, make drastic changes to, you know, to, to, to instincts, to, to, to technique, and I mean, at this point, it kind of is what it is. Um, and I think, you know, at this point, it's pretty evident what the strengths and what the weaknesses are, both on an individual and roster, on a unit perspective. Um, you know, you again, and you like, like we said, you know, Talia, I think he's a good college quarterback, but you know, this is year five, four, year four is the starter. Um, it just, it kind of is what it is at this point. He can do what he can do. Uh, going into next week, a couple things I would like to see. We'll dive more into that. Is and. Maybe we change up the show a little bit this week and talk about more things that we would like to see rather than the game itself is, look, Kyle Long's been banged up, but I would love to see him out there. I don't understand what they've caught on film that has him out of the game when we need to run run the ball for a yard. Like, he's yeah. a really strong, big offensive lineman. And Emilio Moran has been somebody the staff has tried everything they do to pull out of the game. Another one is Andre Roy, same thing. Look, it's time to... Put the best five out there and let yep. them play. Um, I, I clearly disagree with the coaching staff in that case. And uh, same thing goes for the defense. The guys that, that situationally fit the, fit the game plan need to be out there, even if they might not be the best pass rushers. Uh, Riyad Wilmont, for those of you, I mean, out today, completely in street clothes from warm-ups yep. on. He's been a guy that's really strengthened the run defense at times. Uh, so obviously a banged-up team, but offensive line, really still questionable and again today middle of a drive we see a center change and Mike Purcell never gets back on the field so yeah some real just strange things going on with that unit. Ch changing a center mid-drive is uh very rare uh not, not, it's not something you see very very no. often so um definitely <laughs> definitely got uh, creative with the offensive line this year so um and then again I think last point for me just not really game specific I think you know I've kind of noticed a lot of Penn State fans um tweeted out some pictures and I had one uh, uh, fan today who was actually in section 26, 27, I believe he said, uh, said he had a lot of Maryland fans in his yeah. section, uh, but it definitely felt like in the second half, you know, students oh. kind of left and Penn State fans kind of still, still hung around. Yeah, so. look, last point for me, I'll talk about game day uh, two today. I mean, fantastic atmosphere to go to a game today. And up in 206, there were certainly a lot of Penn State fans, but again, credit to Matt Monroe, credit to Ticket Ops. They've, they've heard the complaints from the fans of keeping the opposing team's fans out of the sections that generally are traditionally Terrapin Club and fill, full of Maryland fans. Today that was the case in, in, in 206 where I was during the game. The home side of the stadium was truly a Maryland home game. Of course, there are going to be road fans in a conference that has such passionate football fans and a local team. But look, when the students were here and even into the second half, it felt like a Maryland home game, even on the opposing or on the Penn State bench side of the stadium. Um, 
it's a shame you can't do more with it because there's certainly a lot of people that would come out here, have a great time at a game like this, and then immediately say, hey, I want to be at the Michigan game. I want to see this team play more. But as always, we roll on here with our coverage. Check out InsideTheBlackAndGold.net for all of your Insider Maryland coverage. Subscribe to us here on the podcast wherever you get it. Give us a thumbs up where you can. And as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.